You're listening to Things That Make You Go Woo. I'm your host, Emily, also known as Emily and Her Stars. I am a professional medium and astrologist. And when I'm not busy helping my clients, I have a passion for learning about the woo. From history to current events, interviews, and monthly energy reports, I hope this podcast makes you go woo too. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cosmic Energy. I'm Emily from Emily and Her Stars and Things That Make You Go Woo. And I'm Andrea from Concrete and Crystals and Spirit Crumbs. We're so excited to be here again today. We're recording already. I feel like we did this yesterday. It wasn't, but it went really fast. Pisces season already. And holy cannoli, let's have a moment to digest a Aquarius season. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I have kind of been flying through it. And at the same time, there's been days that have been dragging. It's been a weird energy, I think. It's been a lot of processing for me. Like that, like I said, I like the transition. Like I said this in the last episode from Capricorn to Aquarius. So I feel like I didn't really notice it. But I do feel like there's been a lot of stuff going on in the back of my head, like a lot of merging of ideas and like direction changes. So I haven't been doing a lot of action, but I feel like there's a lot that's ready to happen. I don't know about you. I would agree. I definitely felt the quickening. I always think the the faster paced energy from January to February is pretty significant. But man, that full moon in Leo was a doozy. And I also, there was a lot of energy there with Uranus. Of course, right, that's the rebellion and the change. And we've got Neptune doing all its craziness at Aquarius. And so I think it's fascinating that we had the earthquake right around that full moon. Um, We also had a pretty heavy square that week, which when we talk about Uranus, we talk about it literally being the planet that can cause earthquakes and cause lightning and thunder. And so the energy, I think, was pretty intense. And I I know for me personally, I felt it building up to the full moon. I had some people that said, you know, I felt it at the full moon and then dissipate after. So it's always interesting to me how that affects us all a little differently. But it was a doozy of a moon for me. I really am excited about how many transitions and things we have coming up in Pisces season. So then there's this sense of optimism, I think, playing out too. In February, we've got such beautiful Venus energy this month. And yeah, so it's been good. I am glad we're through the retrogrades. All planets are direct until April. And that's just fabulous. It feels amazing. It feels like we can finally start to make some progress on things for a change. Yeah, I feel like that's where like a lot of my energy is building up. Like I know that there's action coming. And so like there is that sense of like anticipation going into Pisces season. And I think because I have things that I know I have to do also, I've been a little bit laggy on getting started on them. So I do feel like I'm finally feeling the forward movement that I've been hoping for all of Aquarius season. So I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that that full moon definitely did kind of stir up whatever energy needed to be moved. It was like whatever stagnation was happening, it's kind of lifted now. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. All right. So we want to talk a little bit about Pisces, the energy of the fishes. We've, uh, you know, it's interesting. I think about Pisces as we've gone now all the way through the Zodiac. This is kind of the culmination and it's represented, of course, by the two fish, one swimming upward and to the east and one swimming downward and to the west representing the rising sun and the setting sun and also these fish then are tied together in a way that we are tied together between our physical body and our spirit and it's this feeling that Pisces embraces so much I feel like a lot of signs can get to this place like the opposite in Virgo has this possibility but they always say I can't explore those outer realms until I get everything here in the physical body working first. And Pisces is like, I am going to kind of check out of the physical, (laughs) just be in the metaphysical plane a little bit. It isn't all spirituality and art and intuition. I know plenty of Pisces that are very grounded. 
But I think it is the ability to wonder in a way, right? It's the questioning of what do I believe and how can I embrace that in this lifetime and also get to that truest essence of myself, which then I love the way it actually feeds right back into Aries season, which is I am. So without that inner exploration and the time we take during this this early spring where there's so much hope, we're starting to see little bits of spring coming. There's the promise. There's the idea that we're going to be able to be out and about again. And of course, our ancestors always refer to this as the seed. This is the time before what is life? What is the seed even before we plant it, essentially? What is it that we want to be doing? And if you think back thousands of years, which I'm prone to do, (laughs) this would be the time of the year where we've almost survived winter. The hope is coming. And yet we are still at the mercy of being at with the elements, right? There's this feeling of, I want to burst forward. I want to go and do, and yet I'm being held back. And so how can I escape that, not necessarily the doldrums of winter, but how can I allow myself to daydream about the possibilities of what is yet to come? And without those daydreams, without processing those emotions, we then don't really know what to take action on coming next. So I like Pisces season. I think it's fascinating that it has been tied to the resurrection story throughout time. This time period has always been associated with that even before Christianity. And I do think that embraces the feeling. So the idea of rabbits, chickens, and Easter, all the things, it's, it's a fun, fun time of year. I totally agree. And I think if you live somewhere that has all four seasons, it is a lot more pronounced because here I live in Ontario, Canada, and it was freezing cold last week, like like minus 30 degrees. And today it's sunny. Actually, it's been sunny yesterday and today. A whole bunch of the snow melted. It was like a little bit of a flooding situation on the sidewalks and stuff for a couple of days. And then yesterday I looked out when the sun was out and I have a field next to me, like a school field. And it it was a sheet of ice and it was just reflecting off. And I was like, oh, okay. And then today it's going to be like seven degrees and sunny. Like I'm going for a hike later. It's that exact feeling of like, oh, this is what's coming. I know it's going to get cold again in like three days probably, but it makes you want to take action on things. I think like what we were talking about before and what you were just saying about how like we don't know what we want to do until we have those times of reflection. And so that is a really nice transition time, like what you were saying with the resurrection, where it's like we have to kind of have those lower moments in order to really appreciate when the sun comes back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we are now dealing with the last of the dark days. Pisces also represents this time period right before the equinox, right before the light takes over again. And so there are a lot of similarities in some ways, too, between Pisces and Libra, as Libra marks the beginning of the dark days and the transitions from our light to dark periods. It's an interesting time of year. I'm excited. We've got a Pisces class coming up the 28th where I dive more into all things Pisces related. Did you pull some good cards this month? I'm excited to hear about what you pulled. I would say they are a little bit of a mixed bag as usual, but I'm feeling hopeful about them. Like, I feel like they are all more like sometimes I can feel into whether it's the shadow or the light side and they're feeling more light. I would say I think it's like progress is happening. That's kind of the feeling that I'm getting with them. So true. And I will say just to our listeners, if you hear a slight snoring in the background, my very elderly Boston Terrier Woodsley is in his sort of last few days, last few weeks. And so this might be one of the last times he snores through one of our episodes. So I'm just going to let him be in the background. Hopefully you don't mind the the subtle little snores, but he's very happy and comfortable and we don't want to move him right now. You know, he looked very sweet and comfy. So we're just going to let him be. Going to let him be for a minute. Okay, so let's hear what you got, sister. I'm ready. All right. So we're actually kicking off with some good energy. So from February 18th to the 25th, that first week, I pulled the Six of Wands. And this card comes up for me semi-regularly. It's kind of my indication that things are starting to turn around again. So 
I get very excited when I see this card. It reminds me of me. It has like long wavy hair. And like you, if you subscribe to my newsletter, you'll see it. I always put these into the newsletter so you can see. But it's this idea of victory and celebrating your successes, but also having people see you. And I think because in Aquarius season, we are in kind of a collective moment. We just had that Leo full moon. So I feel like this is kind of whatever we were working through personally, or whether it's like an external thing, if you were working on a project, I think this is like a culmination moment. So it may not be completely finished. It may not be completely like we're done, we're moving on. It's a six, right? We're not at a nine. We're not like completely out of the cycle, but it's this moment where things are in balance and you're like, I got this. I'm figuring this out. It's going well. And I'm ready to celebrate myself. And so there's this TikTok sort of trend that's going around that's like, a win is a win. And it's like clapping in the background. And I'm like, that's where we're at right now. We're like, a win is a win. So whatever it is for you, whether it's just you are doing well in a relationship that you were struggling in, because now we're kind of in that relational energy. There's a lot of Venus energy that I keep picking up on. Or it can be actually just doing something that you're completing. Like maybe you've been trying to do a project for a long time and you finally got to it. It could be something simple, just like a project around your house. But I feel like it's this idea of being seen. So this could just be that you're feeling comfortable to share something. You put something out on Instagram that you've been meaning to do. You make that really been meaning to do. It's just celebrating the small wins. Like this does feel like there could be one big thing you've done, but it also kind of to me feels like you just feel the momentum happening again and people are starting to notice. And the idea of like being seen is huge with this particular card. And I think because also there is that like community celebration feeling, it could just be that even if you don't see it in yourself right away, it could be that you're seeing it because people are pointing it out to you. So it could be that you people are saying to you, hey, I really like that you did. I liked what you posted or I liked what you said or the way you did that project. And then that might help you start to see it in yourself because sometimes we don't notice our own progress. And so I feel like that's where the community energy is coming in is like it's people lifting you up and really starting to see that like you do have wisdom to share. You do have things that people want to see and people want to see more of it, I think is kind of the way this is like feeling into a transition is like people want to see more of it. So it's getting that like validation that you don't really need from external sources, but sometimes it's just nice to remind you that like, yes, you are on the right track and like it motivates you to keep going. So it's kind of that idea that like you only need to impress yourself. But in the meantime, a win is a win. And if people are seeing you for what you're doing, then like one of the little phrases that I wrote down that's actually in the book is accepting success will seed more of it. And so it's actually giving yourself that moment to be like, I did this. I am awesome. So good for me. Yay. Oh, I, yes, I completely think this embraces the energy that's coming in. So of course, February 18th is technically the beginning of Pisces season. The sun is going to make your way in. And the thing about Pisces, it's ruled by both Neptune and Jupiter. The traditional ruler was Jupiter. So this expansion of luck and joy and abundance and kind of wanting to bring in peace and harmony. And then Neptune, the newer ruler after its discovery, really, I think, embraces the dreams and the ideals that Pisces seeks to understand in order to bring more enjoyment to life. So all of this energy combined invites us to explore sort of that inner realm and to find your higher purpose. It's here that we can invite in more magic, more creativity and meaning into our everyday lives and work. This can be a time when you feel more sensitive, more empathetic and emotional than normal. And as an earth sign, I will make a little caveat here. <laughs> I struggle sometimes in water season because it is an awareness to more emotion than I probably normally allow myself. So just pay attention, see how a water season affects you. Again, this energy is asking you to gain a deeper understanding of yourself in order to build better connections to others. On February 19th, Venus is going to make a really lovely harmonious angle with Pluto, creating this feeling that we want to push to make the changes that allow us to bring more harmony and pleasure into our lives. In addition, there's going to be a new moon in Pisces that night as well. Depending on your time zone, it might be early on the 20th. But new moons are these powerful times to focus your intention on what you would like to manifest. So with the sun and the moon in Pisces, 
This is such a great time to explore that inner self. Take that time to really rest, reflect, and kind of wind some things up. On February 20th, we've got a little bit of spiciness coming into the sky as Venus is going to slide into Aries. And what's interesting is that this transit is going to last all the way till May 28th. This is the planet of love and money and beauty, and it's going to move through the fiery, passionate sign of Aries, getting us excited pretty much about everything, but in particularly the possibilities. So after spending so much of the winter creating connections through community, Aries really asks you to bring some of that focus back to yourself. Have you been nurturing your own needs or have you neglected yourself? Mercury is also going to be in a harmonious with Chiron on the 20th. So this is going to bring in some healing, possibly through conversations or holding space for others, which will allow you to open up to some more of that opportunity. Now, February 21st, we have a little tension in the airwaves today as communication-centered Mercury is going to make a stressful angle with rebellious Uranus. This is that energy that can make you feel a little buzzy, a little anxious, even a little frayed around the edges. If you can harness this energy, you may be able to break out of a rut or see a new approach. But if you are out in traffic and you feel like you can't handle it, just take yourself home. (laughs) Be gentle with yourself. Remember, this is a time of focusing about your own needs. So just remember that. The 22nd, Mars is going to be... It's going to bring in the desire we want to take action on what might have come up for you yesterday. So Mercury and Mars are going to be in a comfortable angle together, creating a boost in productivity. On the 24th, we have the Sun and the North Node in a harmonious angle with one another. This energy helps us to see how we can better become the best versions of ourselves and even can illuminate the next steps we might need to take in order to achieve those goals. This is a great day for meditation. So yes, this is a really fun week of finally kind of putting ourselves first. And a win is a win. (laughs) Yep, I'm just going to keep saying that. Win is a win. I feel like this is going to be an interesting transition into the next week because yes, there's. I feel like now that you, again, I feel like I'm picking up on the transition between the two because with that like, difficult, more tension energy coming up, I think that kind of feeds into what I pulled. So for the 26th to March 4th, I picked the Seven of Swords. Now, this card has a bit of a darker energy, not really a fun one, but I think being a seven, it does go back to our theme of the year, which is, you know, going within in order to choose our next movements. And this one specifically talks about being honest with yourself. And traditionally, the Seven of Swords is like betrayal, deception, thievery, those kinds of things. And so it feels very intense. But with this card, the other side of it that I think is more relevant to this is just really being radically honest with yourself. And I think in Pisces season, you know, going to the depths and being in that water energy, I think that makes a lot of sense. It's that, again, that redirection of like, I need to know what's important to me or like where I'm going in order to make movements. And so we just celebrated a win, but maybe then it's like checking in and being like, okay, now what? Like, what's the next step for it? And we went from a six to a seven and that's a natural transition. And I feel like that doesn't happen too often when I'm pulling these. And so I do feel like we're on the right track and it's just the next step. So I don't feel like it's a radically different energy. I think it's just kind of like, a natural thing to do. You have something that goes well, then you check in. Okay, is this still the way I want to go? And the energy in this specifically talks about like checking in to see if you're in in integrity with what your values are, what you actually care about. Are you doing it before the external validation that you were getting? Is are you letting the feedback from others move you in a direction that you weren't intending to go? It's kind of looking at the big picture. And so it's that kind of that dreamer energy of like, okay, is this, if I keep going in this direction, is this going to get me to something that's going to be exciting? Or is this going to feel overwhelming in a week or in a month or in a year? You know, it's kind of like that check-in with your own energy. And I think thinking about relationships in this sense too, 
are you doing things with the right intentions? Like, are you holding back from people? Are you maybe not showing your full self? Are you kind of hiding pieces of your shadow? Because I think this is, I think this comes up again later in the month as well. But the idea is that like, you can't have excuses for yourself. If you know that you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing, or if you're not acting from your values and from a place of love, then you can't fool your own heart. You can't fool yourself into doing that for very long. Yes, you can do it for a while, but it's going to bite you in the ass. It's going to be 10 times worse if you don't just course correct now when you're being given the chance. Like the energy is there for you to make a change and have it be supported and move you forward. Like it's a seven, right? So we are, if you channel that energy into a direction, it's that chariot energy of like moving forward. And I think that's what we're being asked to do is to like go really deep within ourselves, to be honest, because sometimes we do something because it seems like the easiest thing in the moment or we're like, this would be the easier path. And it's not that, it's not that bad. I've done it before. I like it. It's okay. But I actually am seeing this and I'm being shown like relationships. And so it's like, when you say like, we'll see how this goes. That's me. It's like four years later, that wasn't a great choice. And I knew it. And the first day, trust yourself. And I think that's the big part of it too. That's like being honest with yourself, but in a positive way, like trust yourself. Like you've been through a lot of things. You know what it feels like when something's not right and just trust it and then actually act on it that way and make sure that you're not going to just be regretting this a few months down the line because you let something go. You let something slip that you shouldn't have. (laughs) Pretty sure you nailed the incoming energy. What's happening? Yes. Thankfully, the end of February is fairly quiet, like the 25th, 26th, nothing too significant. The 27th, we have a first quarter moon in Gemini and really the simplest way to put this is to speak into action, right? It's the idea of how can you see your vision become a reality? And Gemini wants us to speak that some way into happening. So that's kind of where we tie up the end of the month. We've had all this time in Pisces thinking about what we want. Now it's the opportunity to communicate it in some way, even if it's just pen to paper, but allow it out of yourself somehow. March 1st is a lovely day to start the beginning of the month. Venus and Jupiter are strengthening each other in the sky today. Venus wants harmony and love, and Jupiter brings its abundance and joy to the table. So what kind of possibility will it open for you? Really let leave your heart open and let the beautiful vibes just flow in. Just don't get too lost in those clouds. If you make promises, you are going to have to make good on them at some point. So be careful. Sometimes Jupiter in particular, and it loves being in Pisces anyway, makes us think anything is possible. And we have to keep our feet on the ground because it can be a little easy to get carried away, (laughs) which is exactly what happens on March 2nd when just like that, the bubble can burst. Pisces, you know, this is classic Pisces. How is it that it wants to remind us that our feet are still firmly planted in this realm? And what's happening in the sky today is that Mercury slides into Pisces where it's going to be until the 8th or the 19th, excuse me. And we're going to find ourselves more focused on expanding our beliefs and allowing for our lives to feel more aligned. Now that feels lovely, but the trick is that Saturn is adding a huge dose of responsibility to that today. So those fun vibes kind of get pushed aside because you suddenly may feel the need to get down to business and focus. So that dreamy anything is possible, it's like the reality kicks in in some way. And it's like, let's bring a dose of reality back to that. I always call Saturn the high school principal. I always think of it like Round in the corner with all my books and my ideas and the principles like, back to your locker <laughs> and don't run while you're on your way. But March 3rd, you know, what's a month without a little activation of our wounds and our old friend Chiron, right? <laughs> Wouldn't be a regular month if we didn't get that sucker pushed in some way. So today, Venus will make a lovely angle with our wounds that could actually allow for some healing and soothing energy and This beautiful energy will provide a sense of calm and peacefulness. This is a lovely day to schedule some healing sessions or even just spend some time with yourself. Venus and Chiron, right? This isn't ignoring the fact that those wounds are there, but remember this also has a little bit of that Venus and Aries. So it's how can you bring this healing to yourself in some way? And then, yeah, the fourth is pretty calm. So 
Let's see what you got next, girlfriend. Well, well, well. I think that is feeding kind of into what I pulled next. So for March 5th to 11th, I pulled The Hanged Man. So the 12th. And you know what? Honestly, I'm not mad at it because what I'm feeling into this is the water energy. I don't usually pick up on the water, but in this card specifically, there is a very intense water energy that I'm picking up on this time. And there's a sun in the distance. So it's like, this isn't permanent. There is light at the end of the tunnel, but this is another moment of reflection. And I would say to share that this isn't a traditional hanged man, that this is a beautiful, what is this, silks situation, aerial? Yeah, it's got a bit of an aerial trapeze sort of energy and she's doing a pose. So she's not like in danger in any way. She's just chilling. And there's also some symbols that are like in the water. And so I think this is that time of like reaching in and like letting the symbols show themselves. Because I feel like, especially as an earth sign, we tend to want to do the digging and just find it ourselves. We kind of want to be like, I'll just find it. It'll be faster if I just dive. I know where it is. I don't need a map. I'll just get it. Right. So I think that the energy that we want to have Maybe that's a bit of that Aries energy popping up. But I think this card is specifically, in this instance, just saying to surrender. And that is another sort of Pisces energy that we can lean into. It's that like, it's a water sign and allowing things again to come to the surface. In this case, it's a positive thing because it's giving the universe time to arrange what we want in the background. And Sometimes we have to admit that as much as we are geniuses, we also don't have all the pieces. We don't know all the things that are happening in the background, right? And it's like if we try to force something into being, even though we're really sure, we just spent this whole last week in the depths, up and down, being like, now I know what I want. I know my values, but there's still a waiting period. And this is because the one and the two make a three, that three energy is like the empress and like... Things are happening below the surface and there is creation happening, but we just have to trust that we'll know. We'll see the symbols when they pop up. It's basically what I'm seeing is like, you'll see the signs, you'll see when it's time to act again, but we're kind of just letting things go for now because we might be feeling stuck still. And if you're like me, I learned in one of my first readings in the collective when we were in there that, which I didn't even know, I was asked to write down what is your biggest fear? And I didn't know. And you know, when you just let yourself write and I wrote down stagnation. Didn't even realize that was a thing, but it's so true. Every time I start to have a plateau in my life, I panic and I want to change my entire life. And I think that's the energy we're feeling right now is like, we're so tired of like the winter and going within and being thrown around with full moons and all this stuff. But you know what? If we do let ourselves just pause and just journal, reflect everything you were saying about that Gemini energy, I think things will come to the surface and then the path may change. It may not be what you were originally intending, but that's part of being honest with yourself. It's like, yes, it is the harder choice. Maybe, maybe we have to tell everyone, just kidding. I'm not running that class I said I was going to do or, and we don't want to do that. Right. But it's like, maybe we have to say, you know what, that wasn't the right choice for me right now. Or I feel like this other thing would be more beneficial. And I think it's that admitting that you may need to course correct a little bit. And sometimes saying that out loud can feel scary, but we have to trust that if we are here to serve or if you're here to do something to impact other people, that like it almost has a vibe of like, it's selfish to try and push forward with your own agenda when the universe has other plans. And it seems like an intense statement to say, but that's kind of what's coming through for this. And that there's a huge lesson on the other side of it. If we just expect miracles, like that's the whole thing. It's like the hangman is just a pause. It's not the end. It's a pause before you get to like down into the core of like what you actually want. And that's an exciting moment when you have a reality, when you have that reality set in of like, wait, I could do this other huge, amazing thing because now I don't have all these things on my plate because I let them go. So that's kind of what I'm feeling is that there's action coming, but maybe focus on another area. If you're really frustrated and you're stuck in your career, maybe just focus on your relationships that are going well, like focus on what is going well in the meantime while you're waiting around. You know, you don't have to sit around and stop everything in life at the same time, but maybe just don't focus on the one thing that's keeping you stuck. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready? No, but yes. (laughs) March 5th 
We have Mercury back in the game, creating a harmonious angle with the North Node. This is nice. This makes for great downloads, insights, inspirations, and can even open doors to conversations that align you with your fate. So lovely energy coming in on the fifth. The sixth, now this is, when I talk about Uranus, I have to admit like it isn't always with excitement. It's such a rebel rouser that sometimes I'm like, don't shake everything. But okay. On the sixth, Uranus is going to be in a harmonious angle with the sun. And this energy provides us with the urge to make the change we've been wanting to make, but haven't felt the need to shake things up for. So this is a great opportunity to trust your intuition. And if the move feels good, take it. But this is where all of the reflection that you're going to have been doing for the last couple of weeks is really going to start to pay off. Okay, and this is the big mamajama. Here we are, March 7th. We've got a full moon in Virgo and one of the biggest 2023 transits the entire year, friends. Saturn moves into the sign of Pisces. This is a powerful shift and it's something we're going to continue to experience until May 25th of 2025. So to break it down, Saturn and Uranus have been in this drawn out dispute over the last few years. We've had so many conflicts between responsibility and structure and what is we think is supposed to be. And Uranus saying, nope, we're going to make you rethink everything. If you can describe pretty much anything that's happened from 2020 to about now, this is the energy and it's finally changing. So in 2023, this comes to an end and there's hope of finding stability in our economies, in our bank accounts. Conservative and responsible Saturn will move out of Aquarius where we saw the rise of the humanitarian concerns worldwide, which has been beautiful. And with Aquarius ruling technologies, this is true. We saw so many questions around ethics and privacy and how the communication we share is appropriate and not appropriate. And so now when discipline Saturn is going to slide into the watery sign of Pisces, we might start to find more compassion and empathy for others. We're going to be focused on stepping into our own power and using our perceived weaknesses as actually our strengths. And there's a lot more about this in my full 2023 cosmic report. I go into paragraphs about why this is such an important energy. And we actually have another major shift within March, but this is the first big hitter. So you're right. There is a feeling of the stagnation in some ways, this repeated pattern where we have braced ourselves thinking what's coming next, what's coming next. I just got to survive the next hurdle. We're going to break some of that in some ways. And the new hurdles are going to be different. And that's good. It's going to feel fresh in some ways because this is going to strengthen the muscles that we haven't used in a while. So hang in there. It's going to be great. Most likely, some of you will feel the effects of the 11th as well before we have a full sky on deck. This is where the energy gets a little dicey. Venus and Mars are in harmony, leaving you feeling more confident We've got Mercury and Uranus in harmony today, creating you know the opportunity to communicate and take a step forward to that much-needed change that you need. This can also create an opportunity of unexpected news to arise because Uranus loves nothing more than the interesting and unexpected. And in addition, 11th through the 14th, we're going to add a big dose of once in every 12 years. It's a book. When Jupiter and Chiron are going to be occupying the same space, now this creates a powerful awareness around wounds, not only our own, but the suffering of the world as a whole. This entire year is rooted in healing, and a big portion of that arises because of the realizations we need to face. This can really be a pivotal time for all of us. This isn't going to just be a few people. This is going to be pretty big. Yeah. So hang in there. I feel like that's where like that trapeze is like, just hang in there, just hang out. And you know what? I actually feel pretty positive about this last week. It feels a little bit lighter. If you hang in there long enough, you'll start to see the light at the end of the tunnel because 
the card that I pulled for this from the 12th to the 20th is the Queen of Wands. It feels like rediscovering your own magic. So maybe those signs are going to start to pop up. You know, you're going to start seeing yourself being led by the spear crumbs. You're going to be like, okay, things are coming together now. And then you're going to remember like, wait, this always happens. Every time this is part of the cycle, I always have good things come after I actually pause and we just forgot for a second or several weeks, you know, whatever the case may be. But I think for me, what I was really pulling out of this is maybe a little bit of the Aries and Venus, like that energy, because it feels like creativity and passion are like really like that's what this card is about. But it feels very pronounced that it's just going to be like an excitement sort of energy. Whether or not this immediately translates into action will remain to be seen. But it's going to be, I feel, more of the inner motivation happening, that like recognition of yourself and being like, I am magical. And when you look back at every time something bad happened, look at what happened after. I feel like we don't do that enough. We look back and all the time, like this always happens. I always have these moments where nothing's happening and everything's going wrong. But then immediately after, something amazing usually happens. And so it's this kind of revitalization of your energy of like, it's very sacral. I feel like very like sacral solar plexus energy, building up your confidence again and remembering that you can be in the spotlight. It's this feeling of like, walking in a room and just assuming everyone's going to be looking at you because you're awesome. It's like that's the energy to start embodying is just being like, I people do like me because I like me. Like, I don't know why anybody wouldn't like me. And it's like this energy that it talks about in this deck is about how we tend to make ourselves small. We know we're this like queen of wands. We know this deep down, but you slowly shrink yourself to the point where you believe you're the small version of yourself. And so this is the remembrance that like, after the, all this deep dive being like, no, like I actually have so much magic in there that I forgot about. And I've been talking with this personally a lot with my brother because I keep saying I'm, I'm not fun. I'm so boring, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, Andrew, you used to be fearless. You used to just hop on a bus to go wherever. You used to be the one dragging your friends out to go partying. Like you would force them to go out like three nights a week. I think I mentioned this in my last podcast episode. I said, like, I forgot that I like having fun. I literally forgot that I like having fun. And it's like, that's where we've been. Because it's like, I feel like every time we've tried to have fun for the last while, it's just, you know, been a kind of a disaster, maybe. And so this is that revitalization of like, no, I'm that version of myself. I'm not going to be this like boring, stagnant, like going in a circle energy anymore. And and like I said, it may not translate into immediate action because it takes a bit of a transition. But I feel like this is the moment where if we allow ourselves to like recognize how much we've done in that inner work in the pause, we deserve to have fun. Like, I just feel like why I, I actually posted on my Instagram stories yesterday, a thing where I was just sitting and remembering that I used to have half my head shaved and it's like fully grown in. It's been like a while. Like, it's just, I forgot about it, I, but I came across a photo of myself and I was like, I did that on a whim and it worked out fine. <laughs> it was fun. So it's just that energy of like remembering that you are a full, exciting human who has so many things to offer and holding that energy when you're around other people. Don't let other people squash that down. I think that perfectly describes the survival mode we've been in. And we have forgotten in survival mode the opportunities and the purpose and the excitement and the joy that can come with all of the heavy life responsibilities. I love that. Love, love, love. And I need to see this picture of you with shaved head. And also, I get to finally see you in person in April. I'm so stinking excited because I know you're fun. Well, thank you. I appreciate that you see that at me, right? This is like totally seen. We're going into that energy next week. So I appreciate that. I know we're going to have so much fun. And I will show you a picture. <laughs> Okay, so what's interesting, the energy that you picked up in that I think is the highest potential of what this middle of the month can be. Because honestly, the 14th, 15th, and 16th are the most, I always categorize my days into like star days or like cosmically good days or kind of wacky days. These three are wacky. So the 14th, Jupiter and Chiron, they're going to be continuing sort of their healing dance in the sky. 
And we're going to also usher in the full moon in Sagittarius, which will add just a touch of fiery energy that wants us to take action. Mars is in conflict today with Neptune. And this is the first square we've had all month that a square is considered really some of the most conflicting energy we can have in the skies. These are at a 90 degree angle going up against each other. Who's going to win? And so when Mars and Neptune are going at it, instead of making progress on the things you want to accomplish, you might be faced with confusion, tension, less energy, and even an overall need to focus on ideas rather than execution. What hasn't been working for you and how can you adjust? On the 15th, Mars and Neptune are going to continue their tension. And then in addition, the Sun and Neptune will create an altogether different feeling. Once a year, the Sun and Neptune meet up in a blend of a fantasy with logic. (laughs) So how can you align your dreams to the truest version of yourself while also facing this tension and this confusion and this questioning of how you need to adjust. How can you align your dreams to the truest version of yourself? This is a really great day, this once a year Sun and Neptune day, to create the dream work for sitting and setting your intentions. Really sit with what you want those to look like. The 16th, We have Venus sliding into the sign of Taurus today. (laughs) I always like to do a little song with this one. Venus loves being at home in Taurus, and she's going to be here until April 10th, which means our collective values will shift into the realm of the bull. Now, here's the thing about the bull. Slow does not equal lazy. What is the first thing we do when we want to enjoy something to the fullest? We slow down. Venus is at home in Taurus, and this energy has us dreaming about gardens full of veggies, roses, big trees. How can you invite in more quality over speed in your life, right? Where can you remember to slow down and smell the roses? That is what life is truly about. Now, here's where we get a little hitch in the day. Tensions and difficulties and frustrations. The sun is going to be square Mars. So again, we get that conflict between the sun and Mars. We get Mars in conflict with Mercury. We get Venus in conflict with Pluto. So this is how I'm describing it. You know the meme of Spider-Man in a battle with himself and everybody's pointing at each other? That is the energy of the 16th. Wanting to take action? Blocked. Wanting to get your point of view across? Blocked. Need to feel comforted? Blocked. Use your power wisely. Lean into change, reevaluate your plan, and give those around you some grace today, too. That's the important part that Pisces still allows us to feel this idea that I'm having a shit day, which means somebody else might be as well. How can I ease their shit day and maybe bring some joy to my own as well? March 17th. How can you move forward? now, taking into account all of these challenges you've just faced. The sun and Mercury today can help illuminate that clarity and find a way for your mindset and communication to begin to feel aligned again. Venus and Saturn will be in a harmonious energy that will also help make you feel just some satisfying progress in that area. The 18th, Mercury and Pluto are going to join forces for good as well, making our harmonious angle with each other. This is another helpful day for coming up with solutions to the problems. Our minds are more perceptive, and we might be willing to deep dive into creating the space for positive conversations, which isn't always something we allow ourselves. Those conversations we can avoid because we think we know how the outcome is going to be, because after the last three years, we've come to expect X, Y, and Z. So maybe move into that with a new refreshed sense this time. March 19th, if you haven't had enough of Mercury and it's month this month, today our mindset and communication leader moves into the sign of Aries. So Mercury's going to dip its toe into Aries and then retrograde back into Pisces before traversing again across Aries and finally into Gemini in June. 
So we're going to be in this energy for a while, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Mercury in Aries has our minds in overdrive. Patience is not one of the big virtues of Aries, but only because it doesn't have time to wait around like Pisces wants us to until the mood feels right. Now is not the time to nourish and support the ideas. It's time to fill the notebooks with your ideas so that you can come back to them later. With this retrograde, you're going to have the opportunity to revisit them. So when you get this burst and this feeling like, I got to go, I got to make things happen, just take note of them because you're going to have an opportunity, like I said, to revisit them, to fluff them, to allow them to grow. But now is not that time. So all of this being said, the middle of March truly is going to allow us to align with our Queen of Wands to help us find the best potential in ourselves. And this is going to feel like a breath of fresh air. It's I'm not saying it's going to be easy. We've got three days there that have us feeling a little frustrated, but it's going to be new frustration. It's going to be different. So that's what I got. I feel like I was kind of Definitely picking up on that, that Mercury energy with the Queen of Wands and like getting all the ideas flowing again. And I forgot that I did pull a card for the 19th and 20th because that transition into Aries was feeling like a separate energy to me. But I think I might have been picking up on Venus and Taurus because I pulled the Emperor, the Four. And I think this is that energy of like leaning back, knowing that you're building your empire, knowing that you do have all the tools to do it. And looking at foundations and like long-term being like, this is my long-term vision. I don't have to do it all right now. And I'm not going to do it all right now because then a week from now, I'm going to be a different version of myself. So I'm going to go with it and just allow it to build. And I think it's kind of that grounding energy coming in being like, you know what? I can slow down and things will keep moving. And this has been proven time and time again. This again, I feel like that might be the mercury retrograde energy coming in to me because I'm feeling this like kind of circular energy of like looking back at all these times like that was coming up even with the queen of wands where it's like looking back at all the times things did work out and then just trusting a little bit more but I think this emperor energy is just coming in as kind of that grounding like slow down enjoy it like see what you've built already and then know that you can expand on that moving forward yeah that's a really good connection and I'm so glad you picked up on the subtle difference between the two because it will, I think, truly feel like a next chapter. So many of these major planetary transits we're experiencing this year, we haven't experienced for the last four or five years. And we've got some even bigger ones coming again in the later part of March that we're going to feel the effects of until 2045. And so, yeah, this is all new territory. It's going to be exciting. I'm excited for it. I'm ready for, I've been saying this for the last three years, but I'm ready for a different energy. And like, I think we've done so much work, like inner work, outer work as a collective, we've been working towards, you know, bigger goals as a society. And I think it is time to be able to look at ourselves individually again, a little bit, check in with ourselves. Like, where do I fit in with all of this? And that Aries energy that's sneaking in throughout Pisces, it's kind of nice. It feels kind of juicy. It feels like very productive and it feels like it's helping us on that like seven scale that I keep seeing in my head. It's like we're going more towards action, like it's going back and forth. And I think we're going to see more of the action as the month goes on. I think too, to remember, like not every day is going to feel exciting in either situation. I'm not going to be like, oh, I want to rest today. It may be like something kicks your butt and you're forced to, or you feel drained, but you've also come to the realization that we need that self-care. We've got to take care and put our needs. And no one else is going to come along and be like, you look like you need a nap. Yeah, I wish they did, but they don't do that. They don't even offer chocolate milk when you need a nap. But If you can notice those subtleties within yourself, you will traverse this energy much easier than if you are rallying against forcing yourself to continue to push forward when, in fact, one day of rest may lead to three or four more days of production. We've got to realize that we are not machines. We can't 
produce content. We can't produce all the things that, that drain us consistently without putting back into our own cup in some way. Absolutely. I think that like pull back and move forward energy is just going to keep coming up for us. But I do feel like we're not going to get stuck in the backwards energy as much as we have in the last few years. Mm. And that feels good. Even a mm. minor shift into like action for me, like the tiniest little bit. Like if I can do one thing instead of zero things, I feel like that's a win is a win. We're coming back to it. A win is a win. A win is a win. A win is a win. That's but, the whole month. The win is a yeah, win. The whole month. The win is a win. But I think also what's tying into this kind of like scale of like the rest versus the action is the movies that I picked. I forgot about movies again. I but I'm ready. All right. What'd you I, get? I went two different directions, but related, obviously, because they're both for Pisces. But the first one I picked was Ghost. And I freaking love that movie. Haven't watched it in so long, but I feel like that's leaning into like the romantic, just dreamy, letting things unfold, trusting all of those energies. We all need a little bit of that <laughs> to like help us get through some of these like quicker transits that are happening. But then on the other side of it, it's the secret life of Walter Mitty. It just makes me so happy. And it's like this feeling of like inner and outer action and exploration where it's like I love any movie or any personal experience where like the journey of doing something tells you things about yourself and like letting people into that world a little bit letting people know what's happening within you while you're going through the journey so this if you're someone who does podcasting or writing or something remembering to let your own story trickle into whatever you're sharing because that's what's happening with me you have happened a few times in this episode even where when I share a little bit more of myself of what's going on in my head when I'm coming up with the content or like the reason why I'm talking about a certain topic I think it resonates with people more and that movie is just such a beautiful unfolding of like a human and an adventure at the same time and I just really like that there's like multiple stories overlapping too this is why we don't discuss what we picked beforehand because it was also my pick. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. And I almost picked it for Aquarius. And I hesitated because it is such an inner story, which I think is reflected in Pisces season. And I love that part of what he is overcoming is getting lost in this imaginary world where these fake situations aren't really taking place. And when he gets snapped out of it and has to deal with the humdrum of what is really he's facing, it actually in the end ends up being better. And the love story, the travel, the exploration, the trust in self to finally listen to your inner heart, your inner voice, and you do know, you do know the way, you do know what you want. It's one of my all-time favorites. Can't recommend. If you have not watched The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, run, don't walk, to your television. You can find it on Amazon, Netflix. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. But I actually, it's one of the few movies I own on iMovie because I always watch it when I travel. It's like my go-to plane movie. Now, the other film that I think also represents this same overarching theme of going inward to go outward is in a lot of ways eat, pray, love because she in thinking that she's going to find herself in each regimented exploration, she actually learns that she in fact can't. And it is the process of all of them together that makes the journey and makes the dive inward. And again, the maybe being a master of meditation and being absolutely zen and still not being able to communicate your needs in a relationship in a way that allow you to feel loved and to see love in new ways. So yeah, those are my top two Pisces picks. I love Eat, Pray, Love. I feel like anything Elizabeth Gilbert is good, but I think that that story too, like really relates to people on so many levels. And I think that idea that like it's in the really hard parts when you're frustrated that it's not working, that you actually learn the most. And I think I am all too familiar with that energy. I think that's always like the undoing 
is where the most doing happens. And when you were talking about the relationship and asking for your needs, a phrase that has come up to me, which I've shared with people randomly, and it's resonated with them, like people I barely know, the thing that keeps coming back is in order to be seen fully at the level you want to be seen, you have to show yourself vulnerably at that same level. So if you're not willing to show what's happening within yourself, and I think that's why the concept of like sharing your story as much as it feels relevant, but like sharing more of yourself, I think like you can't really be seen if people aren't seeing the real version of you. It's like the equivalent of like the example that just came to mind is like when someone gets you a gift and they're like, I thought of you when I saw this, but you're like, why? I don't like the color red. And if somebody gets me something red, I'm like, I don't know where this is coming from, right? The intention is there. And that's why it hurts more because you're like, oh, I thought this person knew me at a level. Then you realize, oh, I haven't been sharing enough of myself. It comes back to yourself. And so I love Eat, Pray, Love for that reason. Like what you exactly, you nailed it with saying like, you can only have your needs met if you share them. Like that's just such a simple concept, but so hard to do. I love that. Do you even know me? Gift. Yeah. Yes. I had myself muted because I was cackling on the other side. It's like, do you even know me? <laughs> of right? It's, <laughs> but it's that- true. We, I think... Part of what we've transitioned through in these last three years is putting up some boundaries of I have to act a certain way or I have to be a certain way. I have to, you know, everything around our structure has been questioned from our medical beliefs to our spiritual beliefs to our political beliefs. And so we've kind of curated the versions of ourselves that we share in a lot of ways. And I think this will be an opportunity in the years coming up where we can let some of that go again and remember that truly those aren't the pieces that matter about a human. We're going to connect with the beautiful reasons why Andrea actually loves green and not red. (laughs) Emily knows me. I get very seen when I'm with Emily. (laughs) And our deep love of all things Hallmark and movies. And yes, I think for us to be able to share those with the greater public, again, is going to feel beautiful. Not that it's going to happen on Facebook. Whatever your chosen platform is, I think that's where, I think podcasting is going to be really big. Even people that are like, I would never do it. I feel like this year, there's going to be a lot more people with vulnerable podcasts. Like mm-hmm. everyone who listens to my nose, I'll just be crying in the middle of an episode and just keep talking. And it's like, it's fine. I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over hiding stuff. I've been very good at walls. I'm a double Capricorn Mercury and Capricorn, I'm very good at putting up walls and boundaries, but it's exhausting. It honestly is. Because then when you realize all the work you're doing to hold up those boundaries, and then when you realize you're not being seen, it's like, why am I doing it? What's the point if I'm just going to be more isolated when I already isolate myself, right? And I think that's where like this year, especially in Pisces season, I think a lot of us are going to come up with those conclusions for ourselves of like when we do that deep work like oh the reason i'm not having my needs met is because i'm not telling anyone what they are or like oh the reason nobody's resonating with what i'm talking about is because it's not what i actually feel or it's not what i actually want to share and so i appreciate bringing up that movie because it really does show you what's on the other side right that whole thing we were saying where it's like you have to remember that every time you go really far backwards, you move so far forwards. And I think that's the energy to like really keep in mind when you're in those dark moments of like, I know there's something good coming. If it's this bad, <laughs> there has to be something good, right? Yeah. And to allow ourselves to think this is the phrase that came to mind, how good are you willing to let it get? Yeah. Uh, so many of us, and it's interesting, I think, without even really knowing all of the reasons why so many of us have picked joy or fun for one of our words for this year. And that's because we are craving it. We're craving the belly laughs. We're craving the connections and the need to just be uninhibited in ways that are fun. So bring on the joy. How good can you let it get? Yeah, I feel like I don't let it get fun at all. Like I said, I forgot I liked fun. So here we are, right? (laughs) Here we are. And you know, as funny as a Capricorn, my word for the year is commitment. but It's commitment to myself, commitment to doing the things that I have not allowed myself to do. So art and fun and seeing other humans and all the things that I keep saying I need in order to come back to balance. It's like, okay, I have the work thing down pat. If I have work to do, I will do it. That is not a question. I don't have to focus on that. So it's funny how like I had to pick a Capricorn word to get myself to agree with it. But the nature of it is focusing on the things that are 
fun and that I know I need in order to pull myself out of that like hole that I've created in the last three years. What a responsible way to seek fun. I know, right? Oh my God. Okay. So what are your offerings coming up in the next series? What can we look forward to and how can we connect with you all the things? Good question. So on the whatever Tuesday is, 21st, I'll have my newsletter coming out for Pisces season. So that'll have the cards from today, a little bit of an explanation, usually a little bit of other stuff that comes to mind that I share with you as well. And then there will be the Pisces recharge. So that is one of my distance sessions. It's a group session. Nobody has to go into a meeting. You just chill by yourself and then just await my email which is the summary of all the crystals and energies that came up. And there are always some narratives and stories and insights that come through while I'm in the session. And it gives you a chance while I'm spending a couple hours wrangling all that information to actually see what resonated with you, write your own thoughts down. I always encourage you to journal and so that you get your own clear picture of how the energy was for you. And then we sort of, you can compare and feel free to let me know how that went. But that is the next thing I have coming. I will probably be opening up a few time slots. There's a few there. I did finally, I had taken it off of my site for a while, but I opened up my longer one-to-one sessions again, again, looking for that deep dive energy to come back. So those will be available. And then, yeah, then we'll probably be in the next episode talking about how I'm going to be connecting in with some more plant energies, a bit of music coming from plants and doing some sessions with that. But in the meantime, it'll be, it's a deep dive energy for the next few weeks. So if you don't see a time that works, feel free to send me a message. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the Pisces recharge. Fun, fun. I like that. I really enjoyed your Aquarius reset. It really, I don't even think I messaged you, but there were so many juicy details in there that really resonated. So if you guys haven't experienced one, I can't recommend it highly enough. They're just fabulous. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm glad it resonated. Yes. I'll have to talk to Boomer with that. Okay. So over here in Emily and her stars land, we have the Pisces, back roads of Pisces, super deep dive into all things astrological coming up on the 28th. That will be at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Registration is open at emilyandherstars.com. And also then the replays will be provided through the Third Eye Library. So I too will have just a few slots opening up for the rest of February and a little bit of a pared down version in March only because I, in order to bring in more of this joy that I am experiencing, I want to get back to the podcast and doing some really fun historical deep dive woo episodes. So be on the lookout. They are in process. They will be coming. And to all of you who have waited patiently for me to get back to them, thank you. And that will be, yeah, I'll be posting more about it as it comes. Over in the Third Eye Library, we have so many exciting things happen. If you haven't joined yet, please come over and visit us. It's a completely safe online platform hosted through Mighty Networks where we have everything from story time to Mudra Mondays. We have Feral Animal Fridays where Diane shares her incredible animal wisdom. We have Reiki on Thursdays. There's just an endless amount of things happening. Oracle cards, tarot cards. If you have questions about anything woo, come hang out and see what you think. I also am teaching an ongoing astrological series for light workers over at Spirit School. That will be happening By the time this airs, we will have missed the February 14th one, but we have another one coming up March 14th as well. And it's a really great series because it's looking at astrology and the important aspects through the lens of being a lightworker. So if you aren't already a member of Spirit School, this is a great opportunity. There's replays, there's question and answers, all that great stuff. And other than that, we are sinking into more joy over here. I am ready for these next couple of months. So, yeah. I am with you on that. I actually have just, I last week did my first solo episode in a couple months too. I feel like Emily and I share a lot of this. I think being earth signs, we just go through a similar cycle. And I was like, I am sick of not doing this. So I'm going to force myself. And I literally, the, uh, 
11 p.m. the night before was like, what concepts have been coming to mind? And I just made myself talk about them and it felt really good to actually get it out again. So I'm with you on that. I think the more deep dives and I think this month feels like a good energy for that. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff coming to the surface to talk about. So I'm looking forward to the historical deep dives that you're doing. And then I'm going to be doing more whatever my guides repeat in my ear multiple times for the next while. You'll have to hear about it. So we'll see what happens. I love your guides. They have a great sense of humor too. So they sure do. All right, everybody, as always, thank you for listening and we will see you in Aries season. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's coming. See you next month for sure. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. You can help me out by leaving a positive rating and a review wherever you downloaded this episode. Be sure and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Emily and Her Stars. You can also reach out via email anytime, emilyandherstars at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Things That Make You Go Woo.